Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Is arguing with a daycare over when nap time should happen something worthy of making you the jerk? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend she needs to buy her own airplane ticket? I booked a two-week vacation to Europe about seven months ago, including flights and lodging. My new girlfriend of five months said she wants to come with me. I told her I would love that, but she'd have to pay for her own flight. I told her I could include her in my hotel accommodations and would pay for food, tours, attractions, etc. She said she couldn't afford the flight, which costs about $700, since she's booking last minute. She asked me if I could buy her a plane ticket, and I told her I didn't budget for another plane ticket, and that I thought it was already fair for me to pay for other things on the trip for us. She said she really wanted to spend this vacation with me and said this could be her early anniversary slash birthday gift to her and I wouldn't need to buy her a gift. I told her another plane ticket was not in my budget. She said I make more money than her and I should be able to afford it. I just don't want to take her. I told her I would love for her to come but I cannot buy her plane ticket because I didn't budget for it and I have other financial obligations. I told her she either needs to pay for her own ticket or I'll see her when I come back home. She told me to forget about it because I'm acting selfish when we're supposed to be a partnership and said, hopefully I'll still be here when you get back. This is one of those things that sucks because it's like, yeah, it would be great if you could go, but there's just no way to make it work out the way we want it to. And I think they're blowing up unjustly on OP because of it. Might honestly be doing OP a solid if they're gone by the time they get back. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my husband he knew what he was signing up for before he married me? My husband, 38-year-old male, and I, 36-year-old female, have recently gotten into a conflict over my closeness to my best friend, 36-year-old female. I'm friends with Anna, fake name, since we were in kindergarten and we even went to the same college. After college, we moved into a nice one-bedroom apartment together to save money. As we grew and got our funds together, we invested in a three-bedroom, two-bath house that we renovated together. We've lived there together for five years now. Four years ago, I met my husband and we instantly clicked. After a few weeks, he met Anna, and over the two years we dated, we all hung out several times together. He proposed and we ended up talking about our future. Rob, fake name, wanted us to move in together but I didn't want to move out of my house into an apartment and he couldn't afford to make the investment in a house together. I talked to Anna and Rob moved in with us a couple months after. After we got married, he talked to me about how my friendship with Anna made him deeply uncomfortable. I'm very close with Anna and there's no filters when we talk together. We have sleepovers sometimes and go out on little dates, but that's how we've always been. 
Rob's never previously voiced discomfort with how we are, despite knowing us for four years. I think he's only doing this because I recently told him how Anna confessed her love for me when we first bought the house together. I got angry when he said this and told him this is what he signed up for, and if he had a problem with it, then he should have told me years ago. I love my husband deeply, but I'm not willing to get rid of Anna just because he's insecure. We've been distant for a few days, and I feel like I shouldn't have been blunt, but it's the truth. I don't know what to say, and I'm starting to feel bad. I think I might be the jerk due to how he's reacting. Is OP the jerk? Are they leading their husband on? I'd like to know what you guys think. This next story is, am I the jerk for cheapening out on food for my kids? Two of my children still live with me at home. Neither one decided to go to college and both have crappy minimum wage jobs. They have an inheritance from their grandparents that they'll get when they're 25. It's enough to live off of if you live frugally for your entire life, but it seems like a lot of money. Their older sister just moved out after graduating from college. She did the grocery shopping and the cooking for the house. I gave her the money and she took care of it. I tried this with the middle kid the first week after his sister moved out. Him and his brother spent all the money on delivery in two days. I didn't give them more money so they had to spend their own. They were pissed. So now I buy the basics. Pasta, bread, eggs, cheese, that sort of thing. And I only cook for myself. My ex-wife, my daughter, and myself have all tried to teach them to cook. They refuse. So they've been having to cut back on their expenses because I won't buy ready-to-eat meals, delivery, or food prep. My ex moved to Wisconsin, and my kids know better than to say they want to go live with her. They like Texas winters just fine after experiencing just one up north. They talked to me the other day about food again. They said I'm being cheap by not providing them with better food options. It was Saturday, so I went in the fridge and pulled out some chicken thighs I had defrosting. In an hour, I had butter chicken and broccoli with nan bread for our lunch. I told them I wasn't going to make any changes to how things ran in my house. I told them all they had to do was go to college and I would cover their meal plan. Nope. They liked their lives other than the food situation. My mom called me today and said I was being mean to her poor babies. I offered to send them to live with her. She politely declined and dropped it. I do this with everyone who contacts me on their behalf and then I tell them how it went. They don't understand why no one wants them to come live with them. I think I raised two stupid kids. Am I the jerk? I definitely understand not wanting to just give your kids everything. And honestly, an important part of being self-sufficient means knowing how to meal plan beyond just delivery. Doesn't necessarily mean that you always have to get raw ingredients and cook up a meal from scratch. But if you can't go a week with just some like spaghetti and pasta sauce or cooking up some chicken, I mean that's just kind of concerning, isn't it? Sounds to me like they're going to be eating ramen for the rest of their days till they finally get it together. This next story is, am I the jerk for expecting my wife to now mind our one-year-old in the morning since she got laid off? I was a bit baffled by this argument this morning, so I was wondering what other people thought. My wife unfortunately was laid off last Thursday. She's still technically working for the next two weeks but has no actual work stuff to do. She plans to go into the office for some of it to just prepare presentations for job hunting and to have a desk area to do that. I work from home and use the only desk setup we have. Her job has always required her to go into the office, so having two setups was never a factor. 
When she was working, I would always have minded our one-year-old in the morning after my wife left until our nanny came back from dropping our four-year-old to preschool. I have a morning meeting at 9.30 every day, and our four-year-old takes a while to get ready and get to school, so there's been plenty of days where I'm on my meeting with the video off, muted, and minding our one-year-old for five to ten minutes. This morning, I asked her at 9.10 to mind our one-year-old so I could start work. She was a bit upset that I was changing our usual schedule. I pointed out that it made sense, since now she has more flexibility. This went back and forth for a while. To me, it seemed pretty obvious that the person who doesn't have any work commitments can take the 20-minute hit in the morning. She'll still be in the office from 10 to 4.30 to 5. She's always, in my opinion, felt a need to act like she's the busier of the two of us. Which is fine if it's a typical workday. Currently, though, it's a bit of a stretch to act like she's busier than me. Doesn't really sound like very good co-parenting teamwork, does it? Our next story is, Am I the jerk for refusing to help my friend take care of her baby after she kicked her boyfriend out? I, 19-year-old female, recently got a call from my friend, Jess, 23-year-old female, begging me to run to the shop for some baby formula and other food essentials because she was so tired. I agreed. I got her some stuff and dropped it off and offered to nurse the baby so she could have a shower and cook some pasta. She was super happy and took up my offer. This was at 4.15 and her boyfriend usually gets back from work at 5.30. Jess has her shower and food and when it hits 5pm, I ask if she's going to be okay for half an hour until her boyfriend gets home. She tells me she's kicked him out because he went to visit his mother whilst he had the baby and he hadn't asked her first. I should be clear that I don't have kids and never intend to, so I can't pretend to know what goes through a new parent's head, but I found that whole thing so ridiculous. I said that's so stupid of her because he clearly loves her and the baby and he didn't do it to be a jerk. Jess got mad and said I don't get it. We sat in silence for a few moments before she asked me if I could help her the next day with the baby. I said no. She got really upset and asked why. I told her she needs to beg her boyfriend to come back, since the baby is both their responsibility and whilst I'll help out every now and then, I'm not going to become a substitute parent when the baby clearly has two loving ones. She told me to leave but then texted me a few times later that day asking what days I was free the next week so she could get work done. I told her I love her but she needs to get her act together and sort it out with her boyfriend. She then went to the group chat and began asking our other friends for help and accidentally mentioned what I had said to her. Everyone thinks I'm a huge jerk and I can't help but wonder if I am. I want to be clear, Jess's only qualms are that he went to visit his parents when he had the baby and that he didn't ask for her permission first because she was dead asleep. She admitted he's a great father who works hard to provide for the family. He's not a disinterested bum or nout. Am I the jerk? Maybe the father should have made sure to tell her or like, you know, leave a text or a note or something. But ending the relationship because the father of the child took them with them to see their parents? Little bit extreme, don't you think? Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing my brother and his pregnant wife? I, 21-year-old female, have a boyfriend, 22-year-old male of 3 years, who has ASPD. My sister-in-law who's five months pregnant is scared of him and wanted me to end my relationship. After her pestering me for days and me trying to reassure her that I have a support system and my boyfriend will be completely cut off from her child, she still wouldn't stop texting me every day to break up. 
Me and my boyfriend decided to fake break up until the baby's born. Today, I was running an errand for my brother and his wife. Sister-in-law asked me if I'm still seeing my boyfriend, to which I answered no. She told me I made the right decision and said that she can finally have a peaceful sleep. She keeps talking about how her stress levels have been going up because of my affair, and she's glad she won't have to raise a kid in the presence of my boyfriend. This is where I might be the jerk. Sister-in-law asked me if I'll move in with them. I answered with a simple no, and when she said she hasn't stated the reason for her request and asked me to listen to her, I told her, I don't really care about your reason, I won't move in with you, and walked out of the house. She texted me, saying it's unfair and cruel of me to be upset at her for trying to do what's best for everyone. She wanted me to stay with them so she can keep an eye on me, and that I put her under lots of stress, which is bad for pregnancy. I feel like the jerk, but also think she's pushing me too much. All I know is, is if I was in OP shoes, I would feel like I was pushed a lot too. This next story is, am I the jerk for using toxic chemicals around my roommate's cat? I live with my roommate in a two-bed, two-bath apartment, and my roommate recently got a cat a couple months ago, which I didn't mind, as long as she agreed to a couple of conditions. The main one being that she takes out the cat's litter when he poos, since the living room and kitchen is made up of one room. Inside this one room is where my PC setup is, and right next to it around the corner is my roommate's cat litter. Due to the way the apartment is built, this is the only place in the living room that the litter can go due to where all the doors are. Now, my roommate goes to bed early, and for the last couple of days, the apartment's been smelling like cat poo since the aroma from his litter lingers until she empties it. And since I can't stand having to smell poo, I use a spray that has a bunch of chemicals that can be toxic to cats. And my roommate asked me to not use it. Recently, her cat seems to be sick, and she says it could be for me using the room spray, and that if it is, I'll have to pay for her cat's medical bills. I explained to my roommate that I would only try to use the spray around my desk, and I would also open the windows to reduce the chance of the cat inhaling the spray. Am I the jerk? And should I pay for the cat's medical bills if the spray is the reason he's sick? I 100% understand not wanting to... This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Inhale those poo fumes, but willfully using a chemical where the cat is almost certainly going to be for at least a significant amount of time. Knowing it's toxic to them, you're essentially doubling down to committing that you don't really care too much if something does happen to the cat. The cat didn't do anything to deserve to inhale harmful fumes. Our next story is, 
Am I the jerk for saying that my relationship with my son is more important than my brother's relationship with his daughter? My 43-year-old male, brother 43-year-old male, has a difficult relationship with his daughter 25. His wife comes from a conservative Christian church, and when they got married after he got her pregnant, he pretty much drank their flavorade. Lo and behold, when she's 17, his daughter comes out as a lesbian. This was an awkward situation to say the least, and it ended up with her living with our parents for the rest of high school, and them paying for her college. I tried to be a safe space for her because she's a great kid with a bright future ahead of her, and her now fiancé is basically already my other niece. In the past two years, he and his wife have tried to reconnect with her. They've been attending family therapy and seem to have made some progress in getting over their dumb fairy tale hang-ups over her being gay. A year and a half ago, my son, 16, also came out. My wife and I told him straight away that our lives are better because he's in them and that who he loves will only ever matter to us as far as making sure that the person he loves makes him happy. My niece is getting married in six months and she really wants her parents to be there. They, however, still say that this is a mental block for them. They've actually asked her to move the wedding back so they have more time to adjust to the idea of her being married to another woman. When she told me this, I told her straight up that that's BS, and if my brother and sister-in-law are too wrapped up in their own Jesus-y Christiness to watch their daughter marry the love of her life, I'll walk her down the aisle instead. My brother has taken issue with this. He showed up in a huff and demanded to know where I got off undermining his relationship with his daughter, why I would try and push him out, he has the right to give his own daughter away, etc., I remind him that my son is gay too, and I need to make sure that he knows he's safe with us. And I'd be doing a pretty piss poor job of doing that if I took my brain dead homophobe brother's side over my niece's. Here's where I may be the jerk. He asked if I was saying that my relationship with my son is more important than his relationship with his daughter. I responded, yes, because I don't have to see a freaking therapist to teach me how to love my own freaking kid. My wife tells me that I could probably have handled that better. My parents are pissed at me and say I don't need to be more understanding of my brother and my sister-in-law because they have a lot to unlearn that I don't. My sister, 51, says that I need to judge less and listen more. And apparently, courtesy of my son, I've become a meme at the high school that my kids go to GSA club. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk, and it is so hilarious that OP's sister says OP needs to judge less and listen more. If everybody listened to the sister's advice, that whole comment wouldn't have even have happened. She came out when she was 17, it's now years later and she's getting married and they're still having to get last minute family therapy to cope with it. I think OP's totally justified. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom she won't be allowed to attend my graduation and my major life events in the future? I, female, 23, will be graduating university this year, and my whole family is just really excited about it, and they've always been huge support for me, especially my mom. Therefore, I really want most of them to be there. The issue is mainly with my stepdad. My parents divorced when I was about 5 years old, and my mom remarried 2 years later, my dad's childhood best friend, so my parents were not always on best terms. My childhood was kind of bad due to their whole dispute and my stepdad and I have always had a strained relationship. The older I got, the worse it got. It really took a toll on my mental health, and whenever my therapist suggested something to improve my mental health, 
he straight up refused to do it or to even change his ways in the slightest. My mom fought a lot with him due to that for some time, but she gave up trying and stayed with him, sometimes just for the sake of my younger half-brother whom I dearly love and cherish. But having my mom disregard my health for my brothers was still hard to deal with in my early teenage years. A few examples, stepdad told me when I was about 10 or 11 that no one would care about my day and that I should simply stop talking about it because it was simply annoying to him. When I was on the verge of mentally breaking completely, my therapist suggested a pet as an emotional support. My stepdad hates pets, so he just refused, even though he was told that I would only get worse without a living being, to emotionally support me. When I misbehaved as a child, he didn't communicate with me, but showed me index cards with his rules. When I still didn't follow through with them, I wasn't allowed to eat and had to sit on the stairs without talking or anything. My younger brother, his son, never had or has to follow through with any rules and misbehaves a lot. No consequences though. Overall, he didn't and still does not communicate with me. He didn't talk to me for the 12 years I lived with them. He didn't treat me like a family member or even a family friend. There were a few smaller things too, but he's overall not the nicest person. Due to my mom always demanding for him to come to all of my major life events, my dad missed out on a lot of them, even though I want him to be there every step of the way. She straight up refuses to go without him, because my dad is allowed to bring his wife, and she doesn't want to show up alone. I kind of get where she's coming from, but I don't want to deal with my unresolved feelings and issues on my special occasions. Therefore, I told her that if she doesn't want to attend without him, she can simply stay away. And if she shows up with him, she will be uninvited from every single future event. A few of my family members, mainly my mom and stepdad's side, told me that I'm overreacting and being a brat and that I should just let him come. This makes me feel insecure about my decisions, so am I the jerk? I mean, in general, you shouldn't be forced to be around somebody you don't like, has mistreated you, that you don't want to be around, especially not at your major celebrations. This next story is, am I the jerk for taking food that was offered to me? I, 27-year-old female, was invited to my roommate Nina, 25-year-old female, family's New Year's Eve party. Her family is Russian, and they had a huge spread and everyone was super welcoming and friendly. Our other roommates, Tina and Alex, were also invited. Nina's grandmother kept offering me food, and I didn't want to be rude, and the food was delicious. Tina and Alex were side-eyeing me every time I accepted another portion, but Nina's family kept offering me more food. When it was time for dessert, Nina's grandmother brought out this big layered crepe cake, some kind of traditional Russian dish, and served it up to everyone. She seemed so happy I liked the food and told me to have as much cake as I wanted. It was so good I ate three slices and put three more slices in a Tupperware to take home. There was one slice of cake left. Nina's grandmother offered it around and no one wanted it, so I took it. I thought everything was fine and I had a great time, but right as we were leaving, I heard Nina complaining to someone that she always looked forward to leftover cake. In the car on the way back home, Tina and Alex made comments about how much I ate, and I got mad at them for food shaming me because it was none of their business and everyone was offering me food. Then Tina saw the cake in my bag. 
and started yelling at me and saying how rude and embarrassing I was and that I ate too much. And we got into a huge argument because I felt like she was criticizing my body and food shaming me. Now Tina and Alex aren't talking to me and Nina says I should have at least shared the cake with her. I don't see what the issue is. I mean, they offered me the food and all the portions. I was just being polite and enjoying myself. I didn't deserve to get food shamed by them. But I do feel bad since Nina said she was looking forward to cake leftovers. I mean, they got offered the food, but I think especially taking the extra slices was just over the top. Because ultimately, that's what, seven slices of the cake that they took for themselves? I mean, the problem here is it would be so awkward for anybody else to say, well, I want some leftovers too, and try to like lay claim to some of the slices that OP's taking. Our next story is, am I the jerk for getting into a dispute with the daycare staff over my child's nap schedule? Background info, I'm a working parent who values the importance of a consistent sleep schedule for my child. I've always been specific with the daycare staff about my child's nap schedule and needs, and it's important for her health and happiness to have a consistent routine. My child, let's call her Emma, has been attending the same daycare for a few months now, I noticed that her nap schedule was being disrupted and I couldn't figure out why. I suspected the daycare staff were not following my instructions properly. I decided to set up a meeting with the daycare director to discuss my concerns. During the meeting, I found out that the staff were not adhering to Emma's nap schedule and were instead trying to make all the children nap at the same time, regardless of their individual needs. I was furious and expressed my disappointment in the staff's lack of attention to my child's needs. Now the daycare staff are mad at me and the director thinks I'm overreacting. I feel that my child's well-being and development are being comprised and that I'm not being heard. Now the daycare staff are expecting an apology. Did I go too far here? I mean, is it possible for every kid to have individualized nap schedules and care at the daycare? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not helping my family when they have financial problems? Growing up, it was no secret my older sister was the favorite child. We could both do something bad and only I would get in trouble. They would often say I forced her to do it. My sister also got better gifts than me. I couldn't ask for anything over $20, while my sister could ask for something in the hundreds, and they get it for her. Eventually, my sister caught on and used it to her advantage. She would blame me for everything, and our parents would believe her. If she wanted something of mine, she would cry to our parents and they would force me to give it to her. It wasn't all bad because, while I wasn't my parents' favorite, I was my aunt's favorite. She couldn't have kids of her own, so she treated me as her own. Unfortunately, my aunt moved two hours away to work at a college, and I didn't see her as much. When the time came, I went to the college my aunt worked at. She let me move in with her and helped me out financially. My sister never went to college and job hopped. She never had to take work seriously because our parents took care of everything for her. When I left, I went low contact with them because I had no reason for interacting with them. They weren't supporting me emotionally or financially, so what was the point? Now I have my own apartment, good friends, a cat, and a good job. I was happy with my life. Recently, I got a call from my dad. Apparently, they're having a hard time. My sister can't keep a job, my dad's working less hours, and my mother's new job pays significantly less, so they can't support all three of them. 
He asked if my sister could stay with me to lighten the load on them. I said no, I'm happy now and getting involved with y'all will just make me miserable. You guys didn't do much for me when I was young, so I don't owe them anything. My dad tried to plead with me, saying they could lose the house and end up homeless. I still refused and hung up. Since then, I've been getting calls and texts from them begging me for any kind of help. I do feel kind of bad because from their calls, I can tell they're close to tears. My aunt says I have every right to not want to help, but every time I hear how bad they're doing, I feel guilty. I don't want them to be homeless, but I don't want to get involved. It sucks, but they didn't look out for you when you were younger, and now expect you to double back over and look out for them now? Is it really worth that mental health hit? This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my dad I'm not a replacement daughter? I, 15-year-old female, was adopted four years ago by my dad, 55-year-old male. I bounced around in foster care my entire life, but he never technically fostered me. It's a long story I won't get into here. The point is, he adopted me and he was the first person I ever felt comfortable with. He's done a good job as a single dad, and we fight, but I love him very much. He had a daughter before me, one who died when she was nine. She died. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 